Hey, financially savvy travelers, and welcome to another episode of the Thought Card Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to Shazia Imam all about embracing an abundance money mindset. Shazia is a life coach who helps women unlock their deepest desires and power so they feel worthy, see their own gifts, and live a life with purpose. She is also the host of Feminine and Fulfilled, a podcast that features real and raw conversations with female powerhouses. This show is meant to inspire and spark your inner power. It serves as a weekly reminder that you are brilliant, loving, and highly capable. Welcome to The Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. So just to give some background, I am an engineer by trade before I started into this work and life coaching. And for me, the engineering side of me is really important because when it comes to finances, it helps to just organize things. I think oftentimes we think of finances to be this like really like complicated thing. And especially for women, we've been told this story of like, oh, women aren't good with numbers. And that's not true, actually. And in fact, you don't have to be good with numbers to be good with finances because there's so many ways that you can set yourself up for success that don't require you to be good at math or good at numbers. What it entails is you being willing to have an honest conversation and look at your finances. So when I think about engineering your life from the perspective of finances, I like to use the mantra, set it and forget it. That particular phrase is so good to think about when it comes to finances. So what I did is I created systems to just have everything set and then I could forget. So one of the things I did was when I first, when I got my first job and Danielle, I know your story as well. So I know you're gonna really resonate with what I'm about to share. When I got my first job, I decided that I was going to use all the benefits like retirement, for example. I was going to maximize that benefit, which at that time I was able to put away 10%. And I decided to do that right from the get-go, from my first paycheck. And I feel really blessed that I, I had learned enough about finances. Now, I didn't learn it from my parents. I didn't learn it from everyone, from anyone, but I learned it from reading. From that first paycheck into my 401k, I started a savings account. I started making decisions about places that would hold my money and that I didn't have to think about. And that first decision became a ripple effect where the money, for example, I'm giving the example of for my 401k, because I started putting away 10% right from the beginning, as I got promoted, as you know, I like I got raises, the 10% still kept coming out and I learned to work within the money that I had left over. So there's this concept called paying yourself. And that's essentially what I did. I decided to pay myself first. And by setting up these accounts and these mechanisms, then the money just, it grew on its own. I didn't have to think about it anymore, nor did I feel a lack of money because I had grown accustomed to the paycheck I was receiving. So it's these simple things that you can put into place that 
once I did it the first time, I didn't have to do anything after that. For my savings account, I just set up automatic transfers so that I didn't have to go in and manually do things because that's where it can start to feel exhausting. So for me, finances has always been the set it and forget it. And that's how I did this, the slow and steady. And that has really worked for me to amass a good amount of wealth over time. So I would start with that. Yes, there are so many things, Shazia, that you mentioned there that totally resonates with me. The biggest thing for me that you talked about was your decision-making ability that you said, okay, when I'm making a decision, I make it with as informed as I can right now. And you took the slow and steady approach and you also automated as well. So you really like did a triple layering of your of your systems there so that you're able to make a decision, create a process and uh, and then allow it to naturally flow where you're not feeling stressed or thinking about it. And you're able to craft your lifestyle based off of your new income per se. Exactly. And I, I always make that recommendation to people. And if, if you haven't started it yet and you're listening right now, like start now because you will easily adjust to what is coming into you afterwards. And I think that what happens is, is too many people get used to a lifestyle before automating these pieces. And then it feels really hard. It feels, it feels like you're taking something away rather than something growing on the side. Like it, it starts to look really good. You know, one year later, five years later, 10 years later. I mean, now I'm almost two decades later. I'm aging myself a little bit, but it's just really nice to see it growing. And I've been able to live a certain lifestyle along with that. So I, I always like to keep things really simple and you can start right now. And having not to make too many decisions, because that's really what is taxing and what can become burdensome is making all of these decisions all of the time. Now, one of the questions that I personally had for you is, what does it mean to feel wealthy? Feeling wealthy, is that like, does that mean that you have to have a lot of money in the bank? Or can you feel wealthy by just being yourself and it doesn't have to necessarily relate to your finances? Yes, I love this question, Danielle, because here's the thing. I can tell you all like the the right quote unquote things to do. And Danielle, you do this too. Like you can give mechanisms. You can share how to do things and definitely do that. But I know so many people who have even wealth and are still not, they still feel poor. I'm going to give you the example of a friend of mine. She literally is a multimillionaire and she always feels like she doesn't have enough. And on the flip side, I have a friend who grew up very, very, very poor and she built a business herself. She's self-made. Um, she still is by no means, you know, like where she wants to be. She's definitely has a modest income, but she feels very wealthy. So wealth actually isn't about the numbers in your account. Wealth is about how you feel. And this was a real game changer for me in my life because I was definitely on the side of feeling like I have to save more and I have to save more. And 
I felt like I was always waiting for something in my life before I could feel wealthy. And in fact, I was waiting for a time in my life to feel financially free. I wanted to feel this freedom around finances, which is what helped me to set up really good financial things and automations. But the freedom I kept waiting for. And it wasn't until my mid thirties that I decided one day, I really just had this conversation with myself and I thought, you know, when is it going to be time to feel free? When is it, when will I feel financially free? Like at what number will that come? And I realized that for me, that number would never come. There would, if I didn't actually shift my mindset about being wealthy, I would sit in a place of feeling scarce, probably for the rest of my life, maybe not scarce, but feeling I always had to save and save and save and save and save. So there's this really fine balance where you want to get things set up. But remember I said the set it and forget it. You want to forget the piece where you're like constantly saving and almost like it becomes like an obsession. That's how it was for me. I had to really get to a place and say, okay, I feel free today. I feel wealthy today. And I actually had to learn how to do this because it was a very different place for me to be in. And what I've learned is that wealth really, it really does have nothing to do with numbers. It really has, it has nothing to do with what's in your bank account. It has to do with the way that you feel. And I'll just say one more piece about this. I really believe that women get to feel wealthy. I think that women, we are fed a lot of beliefs, a lot of thoughts that prevent us from being as wealthy as we can be, both financially, but also from a mindset perspective. And I'm just really passionate about women feeling wealthy and it's a feeling. So it really doesn't matter what you have in your bank account. If you feel wealthy, like you can walk into that room and be like, yes, I own this place. Like you get to choose that. That's a choice that we get to make. And this is a really, this was a pivotal shift in my life when I came to this point. This is very powerful because I think a lot of us growing up, we see, let's say, making six figures as like, you're wealthy and, you know, you're hitting a, a mark. You're hitting this figurative number that you're supposed to, quote unquote, make it. And a lot of us, we're making it, we're surpassing it. And then we're like, that's it. Like, you still feel normal, you know. So I I really appreciate that you're saying feeling wealthy is really in your mind. And yes, bank account, you know, the numbers in your bank account, it matters to an extent, but it's not necessarily tied to that. There's a feeling and also a feeling of uh, freedom and empowerment within yourself, um, which I think is very important. It's something that I don't think that they teach enough. Like we don't learn this. Um, most people don't learn this in school. So this is definitely something that a lot of us have to grow and understand. There's all this feeding us about like buy more and this will make you feel like this and this will make you feel like that. And in fact, the only thing that will make you feel anything is you. Like it really comes down to that, whether we're talking about finances or we're talking about anything, this could apply to love. It could apply to our self-worth. I mean, this, this 
applies across the board. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what would you say it took for you to become who you are today? Someone who has embraced her femininity, someone who has embraced her um, her power, also who has embraced her abundance money mindset. What what did it take? What are some of the mindset shifts that you had to overcome and deal with? You know, for me, one of the big things was actually investing in myself. So. One of the things that I did was I would, you know, when I was sharing earlier about always saving and feeling like one day, I, I always lived in this one day paradigm. One day I'll... I don't know. I don't know how old I was going to get, like 85 or something, and then enjoy my life. And what I realized is that I was really being um, stingy with myself, and I didn't get it at the time. So I remember I had taken this course on manifesting, and it was the first time I'd been introduced to manifesting and the law of attraction. And I was like, what is this? But it was real. I was very curious about it. And I took this course and this had been right after my divorce where I had given away all, like all of my cash had gone, um, in the divorce settlement, I gave all the money and I was able to keep the house, um, that we had, but I was really starting from zero. So the old me would have been like, oh my gosh, we've got to tighten up, really tighten up. I can't do anything, but I took this manifesting course and she talked about treating yourself like a VIP. And I was like, what is that? And what I realized is that she was talking about actually treating yourself like a VIP. Like, what would that look like? How would I spend on myself? What would I do? What would it be like if I believed that abundance and money wasn't just something static, but something that flowed? And that when I invested in myself, it allowed the flow of money to come even more to me. And so here I am, I'm single uh, with no liquid assets. And I'm like, um, okay, well, let me do an upgrade in my master bedroom. I'm just going to go for it rather than living like, you know, in just like a bare bones kind of room. I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to splurge on myself. I didn't even really know that concept, <laughs> if I'm being so honest. And I ended up creating this beautiful master retreat. And what I found was it didn't actually cost me a lot. When I set myself out to put it together, I didn't actually spend a lot, but I did spend. And I spent on beautiful pieces. And what happened is that master bedroom turned into a master retreat. And I would spend time in that room and I would start dreaming even more. And this is when you start talking about manifesting, when you start talking about money mindset and abundance flow, it is about dreaming and believing. And the engineer part of me did not understand how that worked until it started happening in my life. Here's what actually happened. I ended up in this beautiful master retreat. The money came to me 
in a, I think that year, I think I got extra money in a tax refund unexpectedly. Who would have known? So the money came. Actually, that year, I ended up having more money come to me than it had ever come. And I started looking at my life in a new way. I started understanding that money doesn't just come from a paycheck. Money can come from many sources. So I happened to get an extra tax refund. But here's something else that was really different for me that I never would have imagined. Because I ended up upgrading my master bedroom, I decided to upgrade the second bedroom. I um, had a two bedroom, two and a half bath um, condo. So I was like, let me upgrade the other room. So I upgraded the other room. I made it really beautiful. And then I ended up learning about Airbnb. This was before it's as big as it is now. And I ended up Airbnb my home. Like I never would have thought that. And I realized revenue was coming into me in this whole new way. And it was so nice to have this extra money. So I'm like, okay, I can get a paycheck and I can find money coming to me in these different sources. So all of a sudden I realized that, wow, by spending on myself, by actually investing in me, in the things that I love and surrounding myself with the things I love, I opened up new avenues for money to come in. If I had stayed the way I had been living, I could have made it. I probably would have scrimped and saved. I I would have I would have been okay, but I wouldn't live the life that I live now. I have a very successful business. I was able to leave my um, career um, that I had. And, and that was a huge step for me. But I was able to do that because I realized that abundance comes in so many ways. And it was from this simple shift of deciding that Yes, I'm a VIP, which really when you decide that you're a VIP, you decide that you matter, that you're worth it. And when you decide that you're worth it, you're saying I'm worthy. Yes, that is very touching to me. And I actually saw Shazia's, uh, you have a blog post where you have a picture of the bedroom that you, the master bedroom that you created, and it is beautiful. It was absolutely gorgeous. And I could see the transformation. And I love, I loved everything you mentioned. And it really just started with, let me just let me just make a switch and make a change in my bedroom. And that manifested to now having new income sources, having Airbnb, and just, again, money is able to flow through you. And it's not it's not just a static thing. Um, compared to time, time, you know, is not, time is a limited resource, but money is not. So can you talk a bit more about how money is not a limited resource? You talk about this a lot on one of the episodes in your podcast. Would love for you to dive into that as well. This world, this universe is infinite. I mean, it's, it's massive. And that is the way that money is. One of the things I've learned from one of my teachers is that we call it currency because it's like a current, there's a current of money. So when you allow money to be in a current and you allow the currency to flow, then it comes in, it goes out, it comes in, it goes out. When we want it to just be like, I take it from the desk, I spend it, I save it, I do this and that, and then that's it. We're stopping the flow rather than 
investing, going back to what I was sharing earlier, investing in the things that we love, putting money back into the flow and believing that more will come. The energy of money is greater than just the numbers of money. And so this is really important to understand because this means that no matter who you are, no matter your background, your skin color, your gender, your, um, socioeconomic status that you have just as much of a right to grab that money as anybody else. And again, it's a choice that you get to make. Now, as I say that, I I do want to be cognizant of privilege and things like this, but I'm not going to get into all the nitty gritty because really, truly, everybody does have an opportunity. If you make a choice that I am going to be in the currency of money, and I am going to be in the flow, there are no limits. And there's so much data to show this. I mean, there's so many success stories that we can look at of people who have really made it despite like the hardest of circumstances. I look at my own life. I did not come from wealth at all. And yet I have tapped into abundance that seems to never end. I'm kind of like, this is like magic. You know, sometimes I think it feels like magic and I, I don't have an explanation, but I also understand it's because I'm now in the flow. So Danielle, just like you said, there's no limit. There's actually no limit. That's something that we might've heard from people as we were growing up that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. And I always laugh because I'm like, well, in the U S our currency is uh, dollar bills and dollar bills are paper and paper does come from trees. Yes. So in fact, money does grow on trees. Yes. Like I, yes. <laughs> I love that. I really do love that. And I just feel again, that I just felt that there were so many things that a lot of us grew up with like, again, money doesn't grow on trees. And you just start to internalize that and you become this adult that you have to unlearn some of the things that you learned as a as a child, you know, so I think that is very, very powerful. Now, one of the things that I love that you talk about in this episode as well is that you invested in yourself, you took some classes, you opened your mind and you learned. So are there any resources, any mantras or exercises that you'd recommend to anyone who wants to tap into an abundance money mindset? You know, there's so many things. There really are so many um, things. I mean, some books I could recommend. I really, um, I of course love some of the basic financial books like the richest man in Babylon, I think is a really great starter book. Um, in terms of money mindset, there's a book called, oh my gosh, it's called secrets. I believe it's called secrets of the millionaire mind. Um, this one really starts talking about money from this more energetic perspective. It's, and it's something that really helped me to start seeing things in a new way. And one of the things I learned from this book that I think is a really fun exercise to do is to create what he calls a millionaire's club. And a millionaire's club is a group of people that you get to be surrounded by that you talk about money with. And I think I actually 
I don't know if he said it or I created it, but I remember reading this book and I talked to my friends and I said, you guys, I've been reading this book called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. I was like, what if we started a millionaire's club? Because what I realized is I didn't want to be around those same beliefs anymore. And we are very affected by the people that we surround ourselves with. So I asked, you know, we were at a dinner party and I said, okay, who wants to start a millionaire's club? And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about becoming millionaires. Now, first of all, talking about money in a public setting is very taboo, but I just went there and a few people were really interested. And so I was like, okay, let's do this. And then this small group of us became a group where we could talk about money very openly. And to this day, we still talk very openly about money. We talk about opportunities. We share things. We don't allow ourselves to like have conversations that are anti-wealth or anti-rich people, quote unquote. It's easy sometimes to like blame a group of people, but why not become the wealthy person? That's a place of power is to be the wealthy person. Like what would it be like if we have a seat at the table? What if we create our own tables? Like I'm really like, that is something I'm really passionate about. So having this group And it could be even one other person that you could speak to, like about money, a space that you can be in to talk about money. It creates an environment for you to really flourish and all of you will flourish together. So ironically and not ironically, everybody in that group became millionaires because this energy was flowing. So in case you're thinking, Shazia, it can't happen to me. Yes, it can. It can. Find even that one person that you can speak to or that person that you can follow, whether it's Danielle or myself or a number of other people out there who are really having these candid conversations about money and make that your tribe. That can be the greatest resource to you that you'll ever find because it's the people that we do surround ourselves with that will determine a large part of our wealth. I love this. And I'm going to go after this conversation and create my Millionaire's Club ASAP. (laughs) (laughs) I actually Uh never heard of this before. So this, again, is just unlocking yet another door in my mind. And listeners, I hope in your mind as well. This is very, very powerful because, again, in our society, most people are very tight-lipped about their finances. So imagine being in a space where you can be free and you can talk and, like you said, share opportunities and help each other grow. That is very powerful, very, very powerful. So thank you so much for sharing that. We get to have the freedom. Again, I keep talking about freedom, the freedom to talk about it, to be in it. And then we grow together. And yes, I love it. That is very important. And another thing that you mentioned, which brought me back to there's this like uh, Biggie Smalls, Notorious B.I.G. He has this really famous uh, line that says, more money, more problems. And I think, again, society has run with that to say, if you have more money, it's 
a bad thing. But I challenge everyone to think about how much of an impact you could make in the world with having more wealth. A lot of people, when they have more money, they're more generous, right? They're more generous with their money um, and they can really help to change the world. So these are just things to really, uh, really think about. And whenever I hear more money, I do not think more problems. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really have yes I love that you're bringing that up Danielle because that's just another thing that we've been fed and money in fact money makes you more of who you are money makes you more of who you are so if you are a generous person a loving person you will find with more money you can be more loving and generous This idea that money is going to change you, I have yet to see. I see people the same, whether they have more money, they have less money, whether they're, you know, um, we're in a certain pandemic in the world or not, people tend to be the same. It's very interesting if you like to study human psychology. So more money does not more problems. More money brings more ability and freedom to do what it is that you were meant to do in this world. It is a powerful resource for you, but it does not have power over you. Wow. Thank you again. We're going to have all of the links that Shazia mentioned, as well as a couple of her episodes, which I found really insightful and impactful in the show notes. So Shazia, please let everyone know how they can connect with you and share more about your life coaching. Sure. So uh, you can find me at thelifeengineer.com. If you're interested in life coaching, I actually have an opportunity for you to apply for a complimentary discovery session so that we can connect in person. And you can find that on my website at thelifeengineer.com slash coach. I'm on all the all the social media places. I'm on Facebook at Shazia TLE and on Instagram at The Life Engineer. And of course, as Danielle mentioned earlier, I would love if you'd come in and listen to my podcast, Feminine and Fulfilled. Specifically, if you're looking at money um, and learning more about that, I have episodes 22, 24, and 26, I believe, are on finances. And then there's a special episode called Find if you're looking for your soulmate. And I dive deep, deep, deep into all the things I did to manifest mine. And then there's so much more. So that, that's a lot of places. Um, Danielle, thank you for sharing it on your show notes. <laughs> Absolutely. So everyone, what I want you to do after listening to this episode, head over to the show notes, connect with Shazia and take action. Take the next step. Listen to her other resources and really dive in to really start manifesting more abundance in your life. Thank you again, Shazia. This was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, Danielle. 